This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks. Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. It's Monday the 15th of February and a rather snowless one at that, which makes a bit of a change from the last week or so. I'm Oliver Kemp. Thank you for joining me as we look at the ongoing situation at Napier Barracks and the 16-year-old who wrote her first novel during lockdown. More of that a bit later, but first, as we arrive at the first day of half-term, families will be hoping to make the most of the break from online learning this week. But COVID restrictions say you should stay at home as much as possible and keep local if you do go out for exercise. And as we know, household mixing is also banned unless you're in a support bubble. Now, health bosses in Kent are urging parents not to forget about those lockdown rules. Kent Online's Nicola Everett caught up with Medway's Director of Public Health, James Williams. All of the population of Medway throughout this intense period of pandemic, I think have done a cracking job. And by that, I mean, it's not been easy. Clearly, there's been a few occasions with small minorities where people potentially have not abided by the regulations, but the vast majority, in fact, the majority of the population of Medway have done the right thing. They have looked after each other in our community by abiding by the regulations. Um, you know, the three hands, face, space stuff, people are wearing face coverings where they should be. Uh, people are, uh, are trying as best as they can, of course, uh, to maintain that social distance and, and clearly the hand hygiene. And I can see that. I can see that definitely in terms of the numbers coming down. But what my message is, is that we still got to keep doing that. And the more that we do it, the more likely it is that when those national decisions are made, uh, the rates uh, in our particular locality as such that we're able to avail ourselves of whatever freedoms uh, are then provided to us at a national level. But the background to that is we've still got to maintain our course now. Uh, we've got to focus on that day-to-day piece. And we, you know, we've still got some work and way to go uh, to get those rates right down across the country. Uh, but I do believe that everyone in Medway has been doing their bit and thank you for that. Yeah, I think it, it probably, it just has been tougher, hasn't it, in in wintertime, especially when it's, you know, dark mornings and dark evenings, you don't have much of the daylight time to, to go out, but it seems like spring might be on the horizon, and as you say, perhaps some good news with those rates coming down to look forward to. Well, you know spring's about, because I start getting squirrels in my garden, and uh, <laughs> and when those squirrels are in your garden, they start digging little holes, and there's a good thing, you know, watching nature, uh, getting out in green spaces and watching, you know, our natural sort of um, scenery and scenarios all playing out for us. That's a a really positive thing around your mental well-being. But uh, yes, I think, you know, as it gets uh, sunnier, um, we naturally move into a a time and place within the year when viruses like the one that we're facing uh, don't like it. Uh, When there's more sun out, there's less respiratory infections going around, so less likelihood for people uh, to be excreting, and, and, and that helps to, to bring uh, infection rates down. But yes, spring's around the corner, um, but we have been working extremely hard, regardless of whether it's winter, spring or summer, and I just know that I've got every faith in the population of Medway to keep doing the right thing, and, and just thank you for doing it. Some people are hoping this half term will be the last before schools reopen for all children. To keep up with all the latest developments, make sure you stick to kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online News. It's likely you've probably heard about Napier Barracks quite a bit in the past couple of months. This is the ex-army barracks near Folkestone, which is currently being used to house asylum seekers. 
Well, just a few weeks after a fire broke out during a protest over living conditions, an inspection is now going to be carried out at the controversial military site. Bridget Chapman is from the Kent Refugee Action Network, one of a number of people who have been vocal about why the barracks needs to close. We are hearing that some people have been moved out, but there are still, it's difficult to tell, but I would estimate between 250 and 300 people still in the barracks. And there are still active cases of COVID in, in the barracks. It's a desperate situation to be in. Um, so we are still extremely concerned and our message is very much that we want to see people moved out into safe and appropriate accommodation and we want to see the barracks closed. People are saying they are really cold. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about um, the barracks being good enough for serving soldiers. And, you know, I think we need to be really, really clear that they weren't good enough, um, which is why they had been taken out of use and they hadn't been in use for several years and they were in a series, they were in a state of deterioration. They're really cold, the snow hasn't helped. Um, there's a difficulty getting even things like hot food to the, the people staying there. So it's, it's not a great situation, especially with people quite ill with COVID inside. It's understood at least 100 residents are now temporarily in hotels. The Home Office haven't commented on their future plans for the site as of yet. Meanwhile, Folkestone Conservative councillor David Monk said the idea to use the barracks to house asylum seekers was not well thought out from the start. I, I predicted that there would be trouble. Putting 400 young men in a place with nothing to do is, is a recipe for disaster. And it's not that inhumane thing. It's just a, 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 a obvious fact to me. And it proved to be the case. Um, the biggest problem is that their, their cases aren't being processed fast enough, which is why they've landed up there in the first place, because uh, the accommodation elsewhere ran out. What we do as a council is we, 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 we try and make sure that anything that we can do to assist uh, uh, in the well running of the barracks, we do. And uh, if uh, litter is left outside, we, we clear it up. Uh, we, we do have a, a, a two people liaising with the uh, people on site all of the time. But as you quite rightly say, this is a home office uh, operation. The Kent Online Podcast with Serenity Parks. Now, over the past nearly 12 months, a lot of people have taken up hobbies, started projects, done things they might usually not have the time to do outside of lockdown. Well, one 16-year-old from Kent decided to take on the mammoth task of writing a book and is now able to call herself a debut author. Isabel Nettle from Lee near Tunbridge had her book The Darkness published last month, which started out as a piece of GCSE coursework. But with the pandemic raging on, meaning her boarding school was closed and summer exams were cancelled, she decided to put pen to paper. I came up with the idea before all of this started, all lockdown and everything, um, it was it was a piece of coursework for GCSE, um, and it had to be the opening of a dystopian novel. Um, and I wanted mine to be like something quite authentic that could actually work. When lockdown happened, I thought, well, actually, why not try and write it? Because I have always wanted to write a novel. I've always loved writing. Um, and so I thought it was the perfect time with my exams cancelled and just being at home for such a long time to actually have like a physical copy of it um that's been really amazing I mean a year ago I would never have thought that I would have you know a published novel so it's really been such an incredible thing and my family's all really 
I mean, everyone's bought it and everyone's reading it and it's great. It's a project Isabel and her family are very proud of, but aside from being such a great achievement anyway, she also said having a focus each day, something to keep her occupied, actually made it easier to cope during lockdown. It was something I did every day religiously. I try and write for as long as I could every day because I really enjoyed doing it, which also really helped. I would have, wouldn't really have had much else to do, so it was really good to have something that constantly kept me going right up till September. I think it's really great being able to just transport yourself somewhere. Um, and I think yeah, even just reading a good book or something, that's it's really a, a great form of escapism. So I really encourage that. It kind of helped me be more creative, maybe, I think, um, because I just I didn't really have much to be doing. So I was just constantly thinking about it. Um, and so, yeah, I would say it definitely helps like coming up with some ideas and things that I wouldn't necessarily have thought of otherwise. I didn't really stop doing something productive, I suppose. Um, it was kind of easier to go back into school and doing work every day and um, religiously, you know, doing prep and things like that. I suppose it did help with that and keeping a kind of timetable in my day almost. Inspirational stuff there. If you've had a crack at writing your first novel during lockdown, get in touch with us on the Kent Online socials. Kent Online News. Some other top stories today, and the Prime Minister's being urged to put a stop to house building on farmland in Kent. Thanet MP Sir Roger Gale asked Boris Johnson about it in the Commons last week, but wasn't happy with the answer, so is now writing to the PM. He says there are plenty of brownfield sites that could be developed rather than using up sites where crops could be grown. We're also told that we want to reduce our carbon emissions and that we want to become more sufficient in agricultural produce. Well, if we haven't got the agricultural land, we can't grow food, can we? So my view is that we have to protect that land. On to football and Gillingham captain Carl Dempsey secured a last-minute goal to earn a 3-2 victory over Charlton Athletic on Saturday. The midfielder took advantage of the opponents being down a man after Chooks and Neke picked up two yellow cards in quick succession. Manager Steve Evans was left pleased with his team's performance. We scored three really good goals. We feel they scored a goal that's offside the first one. I'm not sure. I need to look at it back. Um, they get back in the game with a, a great header with Jaden Stockley. Great header. And then we hit the ball and you think the chance is maybe gone after after what we've delivered and then Carl Dempsey produces another piece of magic. Whilst Gillingham had a good weekend, the same can't be said for Dover Athletic, who announced they won't be playing another National League game due to a lack of funding. Chairman David Parmenter took the decision to put staff and players on furlough and the team won't fulfil any National League fixtures until a financial package is made available to them. It comes as some clubs have criticised the allocation of £10 million worth of funding and the Dover Athletic chair himself stepped down from the board of directors last weekend after disagreements over the league's stance in recent weeks. That's all for today. Thank you for listening, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app to access all KM Group newspapers. Head to subsaver.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Kingsdown Meadow, located in beautiful Kent countryside. New homes available. Search Serenity Parks.